Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 7th of June. And on this day in Christian history, go back to the year 1926. We travelled to Barcelona with the great Catalan architect, Anthony Gaudi, who was tragically hit by a tram, which led to his death a few days later. It is also the day where in 2019, a permit was finally granted for Gaudi's magnus opus, the great basilica of the Sagrada Familia, 136 years after its construction started. The basilica will always be associated with Gaudi, although it was the inspiration of a bookseller, Josep Maria Boccabella, who returned to Barcelona after a visit to Italy and a pilgrimage to the Vatican in 1872. As well as the Vatican, he visited the Basilica at Loreto and he was inspired by it and returned from Italy with the intention of building a church in a similar style. Boccabella, devout and eccentric, was concerned about the threats from a secular industrial society and he wanted the church to be dedicated to the Holy Family, the Sagrada Familia, in order to buttress family life and would place it on the edge of the expanding city. Early photographs show flocks of goats being herded in front of the building site and the apse crypt of the basilica funded by donations, was begun on the festival of San Jose to the design of the architect Francisco de Paula de Villar, who planned the Sagrada Familia to be a Gothic revival church of a standard form. However, Villar only lasted a year, and when he resigned, Boccabella was casting about for a new architect. Legend says that Boccabella dreamt that his architect would have piercing blue eyes and then met Antoni Gaudi, who had such eyes. Gaudi, already established with some great works, assumed responsibility for its design, which he changed radically. Originally envisaged as a Gothic church, Gaudi combined this with curvy linear Art Nouveau forms. He is now considered to be a pioneering genius, genius by many, combining his architectural and engineering style to create a new school of architecture called Catalan Modernism. However, however others found it tacky, and the English word gaudy was coined as a sign of disapproval and the play on his name of much modernist-inspired work. Gaudi was influenced by oriental techniques. He integrated such crafts as ceramics, stained glass, wrought ironwork, forging and carpentry. He also introduced new techniques in the treatment of materials. Gaudi was also passionate in his social thinking, 
and the church shares its site with a school designed by him in 1909 for the children of the construction workers. The Sagrada Familia became his magnus opus. And while he never intended it to be a cathedral, his ambition was for it to be a cathedral-sized building. And he believed that Catalonia had been chosen by God to progress Christian architecture. His ground plan is inspired by the earlier Spanish cathedrals such as Burgos, Lyon and the great Cathedral of Seville. It is often assumed to be Barcelona's cathedral, but the Cathedral Church of the Archdiocese of Barcelona is actually the Holy Cross and Santa Eulalia. A similar mistake is made with St. Peter's in Rome. And Pope Benedict consecrated La Sagrada Familia in 2010 and he designated it a minor basilica. And so for an explanation of the differences between the basilica and the cathedral, see the pod of April the 18th. Gaudi was struck fatally by a tram on the 7th of June 1926 when he was taking his daily walk to San Felipe Neri Church for his habitual prayer and confession. Whilst walking along the Gran Via, he was struck by a passing number 30 tram and lost consciousness. He was aged 73 at the time, and in his younger life he had worn expensive suits and was famous for making frequent visits to the theatre, the opera, and visiting his project sites in a horse carriage. However, the older Gaudi, who never married, seemed to have had a conversion during the building of the Sagrada Familia, and he ate frugally, he dressed in old worn-out suits, and he neglected his appearance to the extent that sometimes he was taken for being a beggar. After he was struck by the tram, he was assumed to be a beggar, and tragically, the unconscious Gaudi did not receive immediate aid. Eventually, some passers-by took him to hospital, but he received only rudimentary care and was found to be wearing underpants held together by safety pins. By the time that the chaplain recognised the famous architect, it was too late. His condition had deteriorated too severely and he died on the 10th of June, 1926, the age of 73, and was buried two days later. A large crowd gathered to bid him farewell in the chapel of Our Lady of Mount Carmel in the crypt of La Sagrada Familia. Ten years later, in 1936, in the midst of the Spanish Civil War, a group of anarchists broke into the Sagrada Familia and set fire to the crypt. Though many important materials involving the construction were lost, a few were saved, and Gaudi's grave was unharmed. After he died, there was a lively debate about whether it was proper to continue the work of such a unique genius. In the early 1960s, architectural luminaries such as Le Corbusier 
signed a petition urging the church either to be left unfinished or that a competition be held to find a new design by a living architect. However, the main effect of the petition was to prompt a record-breaking year for public donations, who reacted to this intervention by Marxist heretics. However, it wasn't until advancements in technology, such as computer-aided design and computerised numerical control, that progress of the church really moved forward much faster. And by the year 2010, about 50% of the project was completed, and just five years later, 70% was completed. Gaudi's Catholic faith intensified during his life and earned him the nickname God's Architect. He was not a practicing Catholic when he started the project, but that began to change as the basilica slowly took shape. It seems that while Gaudi was working on the joyful nativity facade, that the architect, according to one of his biographers, saw the person of Jesus Christ. Slowly his life took on an ascetic pattern, and for lunch Gaudi would eat just a few lettuce leaves dipped in milk. And when he was in his early 40s, he nearly died fasting for Lent, and only began to eat again when a priest reminded him of his mission to build a basilica. He was to devote more than four decades of his life to this project, turning down lucrative contracts in Paris and New York. The Sagrada Familia, although due to be completed in 2025, has already been declared a World Heritage Site by UNESCO alongside six of his other works. When it is completed, it will be the tallest religious building in all of Europe, with a central tower in the middle reaching 170 metres. However, this will still be one metre less than the tallest hill in Barcelona, which is also the city's highest point. Because Gaudi believed that nothing man-made should ever be higher than God's work. On completion, it will have 18 towers. Currently, there are only eight. Twelve of the towers will represent the apostles. Four of them will represent the evangelists. And one will be designated for the Virgin Mary. And the last one, the highest one in the middle, will represent Jesus Christ. There are three facades at La Sagrada Familia. And the nativity facade was completed by Gaudi himself. He famously adjusted his buildings as he went along, modifying details in response to the unusual stones found in the quarry and forever testing his ideas with full-size mock-ups. He had a donkey hoisted up the facade of the church to see how it would look in the sculpted nativity scene. And in the interest of spiritual research, he attended a death at a hospital and claimed he could see the moment when the soul of the departed met the Holy Family. The Passion Facade was started in 1954 and completed in 1976. And in contrast to the Nativity Facade, it's completely different, as it's very plain, very simple, and faces the setting sun which is representative of the death of Jesus Christ.
It has six large inclined columns that represent the trunks of sequoia trees and also has three porticos which represent the three religious virtues of faith, hope and charity. Finally, the glory facade, which was started in 2002 and is yet to be completed, will be the most striking and impressive facade of the three. It represents the road to heaven and God and is dedicated to the celestial glory of Jesus Christ. The facade will be heavily ornamented with both the seven deadly sins and the seven virtues on top of them. And the doors of the glory facade, granting access to the central nave of the church, were installed in the year 2008. The Lord's Prayer is inscribed into them, and the text, Give Us Our Daily Bread, is written on them in 50 different languages. The door handles are formed with the letters A and G, where it states, And lead us not into temptation. And with the letters A and G being a reference to the creator of the church, Anthony Gaudi. Inside the basilica, the stained glass is breathtaking and the interior columns resemble trees and are a unique design. When you look up at them, their shapes constantly change as real appear trees appear to do. And besides branching to support their load, their ever-changing surfaces are the result of the intersection of various geometric forms. There is also a tortoise and a turtle holding up the columns, representing both the earth and the sea. And the exterior steeples are decorated words such as Hosanna, Excelsis and Sanctus in a beautiful detail at the top. And when Gaudi was questioned about the need for this detail, as no human eye would ever be able to see them, he replied, the angels will see them. But now there are elevators inside the church that allow visitors to see the lowest and the highest parts of the structure, and from the towers you can see gorgeous panoramic views of Barcelona. Construction on Sagrada Familia is not supported by any government or official church source. Private patrons funded the initial stages. And when the project was in danger of running out of money, Gaudi frantically gathered donations to keep a small team of craftspeople working on the site. Money from tickets purchased by tourists is now used to pay them for the work every year. And more than four and a half million visitors pay anything from 17 to 38 euros to tour the basilica. According to the government of Barcelona, an estimated 20 million tourists stand outside to marvel at the bell towers. And private donations are still accepted through the friends of the Sagrada Familia. And in October 2018, the trustees agreed to pay 36 million euros in payments to the city authorities to land a building permit after 136 years of this construction. Most of the funds will be directed to improve the access between the church and the Barcelona metro, taking into account the volume of visitors. And the permit was issued by the city on this day in 2019. 
a campaign to make Antoni Gaudi a saint was launched more than 20 years ago. When a priest suggested to a Catalan architect, José Manuel Almusara, that Gaudi would be a good candidate for beatification, Almusara formed the Association for the Beatification of Antoni Gaudi and began to work on the papers required to put his name forward to the Vatican for consideration. The next step is for cardinals and theologians to vote on a decree regarding Gaudi's worth, which would then be put before the Pope. And if Pope Francis agrees with a positive verdict, Gaudi will be deemed venerable. This could be timed to coincide with the Pope's next visit to Barcelona, which is still unscheduled. After Gaudi is declared venerable, then the next step is beatification and that will need a miracle with millions of visitors to the sacred place among the international group of craftspeople who have been working on the building there been the it has been the scene of some unexpected conversions for some it is also notable that from 1882 until now there has been no serious accident among the builders working at such a great height what the pro-beatification committee really need is a medical cure. One that leads, leaves atheist doctors astounded. And there have been a few near cases. A woman with a perforated retina regained her sight from Gaudi's hometown of Reus. And she said that she had been praying for help from him. And her ophthalmologist said her recovery was completely exceptional but some of the international experts were less than impressed. A second example concerned a man with a tumour in his leg who recovered in hospital without surgery. But again, there was some disagreement amongst the patients, doctors, about the cause of recovery. People are still waiting for both the building itself to be finished and for, the and for a miracle that cannot be doubted to happen. Meanwhile, many of us think that the miracle itself is the Basilica. If you have time, please look at some of the pictures of the Sagrada Familia on the internet, particularly those inside. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the life of Gustavo Gutierrez, the Peruvian father of liberation theology. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Visit us if you can on www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to contact us to request a topic or ask any questions, then email the show on pogppod at gmail.com. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.